Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Royal Rumble edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, to take on this 30-man gauntlet, I have my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Duman, along with myself, the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. How you doing this week, Newman? I'm excited, man. The Royal Rumble marks our two-year anniversary. Two years! You know what's yes. even great about two years is it's two years is... I'm going to say at least a year longer that the returning XFL is going to last. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had the announcement today. New- to be fair, though, this kind of blew up on social media, right? I like, mean, yeah, but like, look. ESPN been- notified me. A whole bunch of other like things popped up on my different social medias and stuff like that of like, Vince McMahon has an announcement at 3 o'clock, and yep, it was the return of the XFL. But look, look, Vince McMahon tried this at the height of his popularity when, like, if any, if, like, all right, if the association with WWE could get anything over, that was the time, and it failed. Like, uh, but this is where people argue it was the association with WWE that made the XFL fail, actually. Hmm. People argued that you have this mix of, like, the XFL was a legit football league, right? Like, it wasn't fixed. It wasn't predetermined. It just had loose rules and stuff, right? Yeah, it was just that you could hit harder. You could... There weren't as many penalties. Uh, they had... Oh, what was it? Instead of a kickoff, they did... They put the ball at the center of the field and then had two players run at it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I forget what they called it. The, whatever the name was it for. Like... For the first five weeks of the season, all the players were getting injured from that <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, and it was a lot of the star players. Because well, the, the team. Here's another point exactly to why this is probably not going to fail or this is going to fail again. Uh, people are way more concussion conscious than they ever were. And people are even way more against football than they were before because of that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. What is Vince's, like, play on this? Like, is, is it going to be the same thing? Like, the NFL's too much of pansies and we make it harder. <laughs> well, that's what his pitch was last time. Yeah. Was that I want to see real football on my TV. Maybe maybe his difference would be and this would just accommodate naturally for being able to hit harder so it's like, you know what? We're just not going to drug test. Like just like my <laughs> company, we only drug test who we want to. With this, we're only going to kind of drug test who we want to. And you know, maybe a lot of these guys are going to be able to do a shitload of steroids. And then just be able to smash each other. Mm. Or what are are they possibly going to go to fixed route? I don't think you can get away with that. Yeah, there's so many fucking football movies out there, dude. I feel like it could work. Like you'd have to design it differently. Like you, it was obviously it would just be like one show, and it would be a lot of these like different teams and leagues and stuff like that. So you'd probably just get like a lot of like lower level athletes who are you're trying to turn into actors and stuff like that. Very similarly to how sometimes you do in wrestling. But I don't know. I guess it would be. I don't know. I think it could work. I mean, the trying to do the more extreme version of football did not work. So I don't know why he thinks it's going to work this time. Okay, so, all right, I pulled up an article that summer, summarized uh, McMahon's announcement. Um, so it's going to begin in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, its first season will have eight teams around the country playing a 10-week schedule. Um, McMahon is the sole source of 
funding for this. So is, is this directly linked to Alpha Entertainment? Yes. He okay. he announced this from Alpha Entertainment's site. Hmm. You know what? It's like this is this is such a fucking pride move for him. Because Ooh. Even, oh, it is. Even calling listen. it the XFL again when it failed. Man. Why, right. Watch this. Or listen to this one. I wanted to do this since the day. This is a direct quote. I wanted to do this since the day we stopped the other one. A chance to do it with no partners, strictly funded by me, which would allow me to look in the mirror and say, you are the one who screwed this up. You made this thing a success. Okay. So I guess maybe he uh, holds a little resentment in the idea that maybe he thinks that other people caused it to fail last time. Mm-hmm. Or then maybe maybe that's a burning question. Like he's saying that it's like, did was it their fault or was it my fault? And now he finally gets to have that answer. Yeah, which is interesting because um, it seemed like him and Dick Ebersol at the end of that 30 for 30 about the XFL mm-hmm. kind of had a coming together about it. Like, hey, we should try this again. Um, but it seems like now Vince is going, like he took the idea from that and went, well, screw Dick, I'm just going to do this on my own. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe Dick's not interested anymore. Maybe he tried to get in contact with him and... He was like, hey, I'm doing Alpha Entertainment. I'm going to resurrect the XFL. And he was like, really? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you have any sort of criminal record, you won't be able to play. That's that's interesting. I wonder. I don't know. This will be interesting. I guess a lot of it will just... Hmm. I don't know, taking on NFL. Because, I mean, nobody's ever tried to do this outside of when he tried to do it the first time, right? Uh, there was also Donald Trump's uh, United States Football League that failed. Huh. Well, I mean, I, I, the similarities continue to add up between Vince and Trump, right? Exactly. That's so fucking weird, too. Especially because, like, his wife is in the cabinet. That's craziness. Uh, yes, oh so I'm not seeing anything about like the a different set of rules. So, um, I did see a title of an article though say that this it says this XFL looks to be different from the old one. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. But uh, two other bits uh, of news that we have now found out about unofficially. Uh, Enzo is out. He's been. Yeah, that was an involving story this week. Yeah, the revolving story of the uh, rape accusations and then really quickly turning into the release. And it seems like, and I think this makes sense, that like I guess there's this kind of behavior of, or pattern of behavior with Enzo. And I, honestly, my, I think the release is less about this because this may or may not really be what it seems. But I think this is a kind of like a they're afraid of what could come next. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... It's the straw that broke the, the the rumors are that it's the straw that broke the camel's back. That I, think, I think it could be it, that because WWE is very petty, and this could be the straw. But I think even more so if they're being really smart, like this is the straw right before that straw because they know that whatever that straw is going to be is going to be really bad. Yeah. So like you know and, we don't want to find out what it's going to be with you, Enzo. We don't want to find out that you've got a hundred sex tapes like Paige. Like <laughs> we're going to cut the string now. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it seems like the 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 biggest thing uh, that's rumored is that he didn't tell the company about this, so they were caught completely off guard. Right, uh, which, that's that's a whole fucking other thing because then that could go either one way or the other. Because like either he could be so confident and he knows that it's bullshit that he just didn't even bother why to tell them, or he could be like afraid that shit's gonna happen. Yeah, so he was like, I need to not tell them for as long as possible, which is <laughs> a horrible idea when you right. work for a company like that. Because yeah. as soon as their PR department gets a request from media going, hey, do you know anything about this? And they don't know, they're going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's too late. He's out. Yep. Enzo's out. But Rich Swan has been cleared of all charges and everything, so he should be back ah, soon, theoretically. I did not see that. Yeah, it just came out today uh, that everything was <laughs> dropped. His was was a domestic assault case? Yeah, domestic assault and battery. And, okay. And kidnapping. His wife. <laughs> Which, cause, Sorry. All right, I, I actually fucking that. read the whole police report for this whole fucking thing. And, uh-huh. like, it's fucking weird, but at the same time, like, some of the weirdness of it is the only way that it makes sense. 
because like the whole story breaks down to this that like he was in the car with his wife they were driving back home from a show and i think from the presumption that it like was probably a wrestling show where his wife was wrestling because she's an independent wrestler and he was saying something like critiquing her wrestling and she got mad and in the middle of when they're driving she jumps out of the car and starts running off and then he goes off chasing her and tries to bring her back into the car you know, to try and like get her home oh, safely. Oh, so the kidnapping she... him, forcing her into the car. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so, because <laughs> then like afterwards, like you have the police come and then they arrest Swan. Because like you know, when these sort of situations, I know part of the law, at least in some states, is that if the cops are called for anything like this, then somebody has to get taken in. Like yes, literally somebody has to go. So yeah. then it's like, all right, we're taking Swan. And then because then immediately afterwards, like she didn't press charges, like couple days later they were like posting these like selfies and they were like all happy and it looks like they probably you know just made up and talked through whatever fucking shit they were going through you know and now couples go through shit so yeah it's like these people have been together for a couple years like you know i don't know all their fucking situation but obviously people go through shit and uh yeah looks like richie swan might be coming back soon so is he the new gm of 205 live i don't think so but you know it would be really great and i think it could make like some kind of weird poetic senses. Like he comes back as like a mystery opponent for like Cedric Alexander. Mm. Cause like Rich Swan was supposed to originally, originally, originally get this title shot against Enzo. <laughs> originally, originally. <laughs> before he got arrested. So that then Cedric Alexander got the you know, redo and he got the number one contendership, but then Enzo got <laughs> released. So that now the title, sh- like this title shot has, they've been trying to make this happen for so long. Months. It's been months. <laughs> it's been months. Like, and now they're like, months? we need to get a new GM. We need to like <laughs> restart. <laughs> Just shut it down at this point, right? Like, like what? It's insane too because you're coming off like all the drama with Austin Aries and Neville before this too, with the cruiserweight <laughs> division. Like, two one five live is gonna be such a drama filled show. I know. Like, it's it's fucking cursed. <laughs> But part of that is their, their own doing. Like, Neville leaving is because they treated it like shit. Yeah. Like, they could have prevented that one. Which, that would be another really interesting... Like, what if, now that Enzo's gone, what if Neville's like, alright, I'll come back? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a really interesting way to go with it. Like, if you sit, like all of a sudden Neville comes back, just gets the title run away, and he's like, I'm still the king of the cruiserweights, bitches. And they could easily write that in the storyline. It was because Enzo had the title. Yeah, like, he just refused to be around because he was like, fuck this guy. I'm not being in this company with this guy. Oh, my God. I'm just, I'm imagining if they just let him go just full on heel against Enzo. And just be like, I I didn't want to be around, like, a rapist or something. I mean, I thought it was going to be more of, like, a, I don't want to be around the guy who can't wrestle. But, yeah, you Uh. went all the way. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be around a rapist. Oh my gosh! Or at least an accused rapist. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I should say. I should just say accused right now, right? We don't know. Alleged. 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 Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that's so funny. If you ever listened to Colt Cabana's podcast, ever since the whole lawsuit between him and WWE, he always says allegedly now. Anytime someone's telling a story. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's big, fucking smart. Like the big. Oh yeah, this guy was an asshole, and he's just like allegedly. <laughs> like and he makes a joke out of it like that's i mean that's smart to cover your ass like that though oh yeah you almost have to but um i don't know uh, surprisingly it's... connected to that though mm-hmm. we had an appearance by cm punk on raw 25 i don't i almost couldn't believe it he was in that fucking package like holy shit it's it just great like so many people are like well yeah he had one of the biggest segments on Raw at some point. I was like, but that doesn't matter to WWE. Like, like, hey, do you see Chris Benoit in that thing? Yeah. Nope. Do you see Hulk Hogan? <laughs> do you see Hulk Hogan? Nope. Yeah. Like, but they put Punk in there. Maybe that was a little bit of an olive branch. I th- I think it could be. Like, kind of like feeling the water, just dip, dipping your toes in a bit. Like, sure. Because I mean, why the fuck not? Right. Yeah, I mean, at this point. Especially because nope. I, I think in a weird way, unless I think it'd be really hard for Vince to admit this, but like in a lot of ways, like didn't the th- the reasons that Punk left wasn't he kind of right? 
You know what um, I mean? Like, is WWE ready to accept that they were kind of in the wrong? I mean, for what parts? I'm trying to... Re- like, I remember him like, complaining about, like, he wanted a sponsorship, and then, like, they said no, and Lesnar came in with the sponsorship. But that's the only complaint I can remember. Right, so it's like, that. that's a really big one, because, like, they're specifically, like, hindering his ability to make money. When yeah. they're supposed to be, quote-unquote, independent contractors. Like, that's a really big fucking deal. So, like, yeah. that, in addition to, like, just the fucking, like, the creative frustrations with, like, him and Daniel Bryan, where it was, like, they were just constantly not using the right guys, and he was, like, just kind of, like, no, fuck this shit, and obviously the medical stuff piling up with, like, his injuries, and them not letting him, to like, take the time off to properly heal, and giving him, you know, at least seems like, from what his side of the story is, you know, the proper treatment and stuff, so, I get it. Yeah, I mean, there's times... I feel like I need to take a couple of days off from my jobs. <laughs> well, it's it's more than that, you know. It's because it's yeah. this is a company he's been there for years and he's been t- voicing his frustrations, and they just fucking do not listen, and they didn't, they weren't, they weren't responding to the problem. But it seems like now they've changed that culture, right? And I think We've part seen... of the, I think part of that is a response to him, though. Like, yeah, I think it's guys like him, and then guys like Cody Rhodes and stuff like that eventually as well. But I think Punk was really the big one who really show them that, like, if they don't fucking treat these guys right, they will leave. Yeah. They have other options now. Right. And especially, well, especially now they have a lot more options. Like, a couple years ago, yeah. they didn't have nearly as many. Like, no. Yeah, New Japan doing a lot better, Ring of Honor doing a lot better, stuff like that, so. Yeah, Punk coming back, though, is going to be um, based on his next fight, which apparently is going to happen. Yeah, I I've heard that he is definitely fighting in UFC again, but I I honestly do not think he will ever come back to WWE. Really? Yeah. I, well, because I think it's a matter of pride. Like I think that he would be really excited and would keep trying to maybe even get them to like offer for him to come back. But I think he's been so adamant about never going back that he would never want to. And also at the same time, I think he's smart enough, and I think the same way that Shawn Michaels is smart enough that it's good to always keep that hype alive because if you go back eventually and then you don't live up to it then like it's all gone like yeah. if Shawn michaels ever came back and he didn't have like a fucking six star classic then mm-hmm. a lot like all that would die like people would stop talking about the oh man like wouldn't it be amazing if he came back and fought Shawn michaels or, yeah uh, geez, if he came back and fought aj styles if he came back and fought like whoever you know fill in the blank but, like, always keeping that alive is smart. And I think CM Punk almost knows that, too. Like, the CM Punk chants are always there. And I think on some level, too, there's, like, that set of people. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if he came back and then he had a match with, like, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Or if he had a match with, like, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? Or if he had a match with, like, I don't know, fill in the blank with any other, like, big indie name? Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of set for CM Punk, right? Yeah. Uh, it's been interesting. It's like him and Sean are two of the few that have been able to like turn it off, right? Like mm-hmm. be able to leave and just stay gone. And like Sean has said multiple times in interviews, Punk, I haven't really heard this from, but like Sean's like, I have no interest of getting back in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have that. Like, oh, I need to get back out in front of the crowd. He's like, I can sit there and watch it and I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, the other thing I, I was just thinking about this, I think the other reason that CM Punk would probably never return is because the only the only th- reason that he ever would return, in my opinion, was like if he would get a WrestleMania main event. And I don't mm. think that they would guarantee him that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like that's literally the only thing that he hasn't done, and that would be the only thing worth him coming back for. So, I don't think it's gonna happen. And maybe because it wouldn't happen like that, then maybe it's for the best that it never does. Because I think I think that is kind of like a really great last. I mean, unfortunately, like the very last match of like you have, I think what was he in the Royal Rumble or something, and he was kind of unceremoniously yeah. eliminated. Like that's shitty, but like the overall statement of him leaving, like that was such a, I think a good legacy because that opened up the door for Dana Bryan. And if he hadn't left, then that probably never would have happened. Yeah, and the timing of his leaving too. I mean, WrestleMania season, so yeah. And honestly, as far as like they were gonna treatment treat him like when he won the title in the summer of punk after the pipe bomb, like it was never gonna get better than that. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. <laughs> so 
at least we will always have that because that was a really fucking amazing time. Yeah, and we did not see that coming either. No, because I I remember like we were talking about it in that fucking WrestleMania before that because that was when Miz uh, main evented with Cena. How fucking oh, garbage it was and how ridiculous it was that that happened because like CM Punk had just been like running circles around CM or uh, Cena in the ring and uh, on the mic, and so they had to fucking switch programs to put him with Randy Orton so that Cena kept <laughs> wouldn't look bad, and then he was going after Miz, so it was just I don't know. At least that was our take on it. I think at the time, yeah. So we're like, this is bullshit. They're <laughs> they're putting Miz against Cena because. CM Punk's just way better than him. And everybody would know it. But you know what everybody else knew, and this was no uh, fucking debate, that Raw 25, especially in the Manhattan Center, was bullshit. Yeah, uh, I think they chanted that. I think they chanted boring. I think they chanted refunds. (laughs) Yep. They definitely said refunds, bullshit, all that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because you had... They started it off great. You had the old school raw entrance with the siren going off, and I was like, oh, great, they're really going to give Manhattan Center a shot. Nope. No, they did not give a shit. (laughs) And uh, we were just discussing, I mean, before we recorded, we can go over what we came up with, but you and I were just shooting back and forth ideas of what they could have done differently. Uh, We said, why not have two feeds going on at the same time with uh, everything at the Barclays Center is going to be on the regular raw television show on cable, and then everything going on in the Manhattan Center is on your network. Right, like, that would have made sense as a split. And then you could have either done that as the way they sort of did, where it's like a little bit of mix of both in both places, there's a little bit of matches and a little bit of legends, or you could have totally split it up where, like, Barclays is just regular raw, and then Manhattan Center on the network is just all legends and Raw 24th anniversary stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you could have split it up that way. You could have done all sorts of different shit. But no, instead, they just decided to fucking go into the Manhattan Center and just have nothing on for huge spans of time. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine being a fan in that building? No. That would have been. Oh, that would have been bullshit. I wouldn't. I don't even think I would have made it through the whole show. I would have been demanding my refund and storming out of the damn building. I I can't believe I thought. I was just like, hmm, it'd be cool to go up and see Raw at the Manhattan Center. I'm so glad I didn't. And then, on top of all that, so the minimal amount of shit that actually happened, so, so much of the stuff was just stupid bullshit. Like, alright, Undertaker comes back and then just delivers a nonsense promo. Like, just a general yeah. vague nonsense promo that's not directed at anybody. That we think was his retirement? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know, I, I guess he, I thought he was supposed to be setting up something for a match. But like, there was no indicator of who it would be, or why. I don't know. This I don't know just... where people are getting that from, though. So many people seem so sure that he's coming back for a match, and I just don't see it. Well, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe he is, because... That's a, that was a fucking weird thing to just come out and do because like if that's the last thing like doesn't that how can that be the last thing over the thing with Roman Reigns like that was way more final yeah so I think he's setting up a match I hope not I hope not too man he is so bad at this point did you see people <laughs> tweeting out though that when he left his what was it his gloves and hat in the ring at WrestleMania when yep brains beat him uh people were like maybe he just retired those things because when he came out at raw he didn't have either the gloves or the hat that's right he had like the kind of weirder under school or oh no geez old school undertaker robe yeah hmm that would be dumb <laughs> that would be really dumb you know what this would be a weird pitch I just came up with. I don't even think this makes sense, but what if they had him go against Miz for the Intercontinental title? Oh, God, why? I don't know. Because whoever just keeps the booking The Undertaker at WrestleMania just wants the world to burn. So, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> like, at this point, let's just flip coins and book random matches. <laughs> fuck it, why not? All right, you know what? 
because I want to I'll lead into this uh, before we go into it, but just as a quick teaser, uh, did you happen to listen to my Royal Rumble bookings that I sent to Vince? No, I did right. not. Good. I'll get into that. But one quick teaser out of that: uh, Undertaker is not in it. You know why? Because Undertaker shouldn't have any more goddamn matches. <laughs> no more Undertaker. Undertaker's no done. Undertaker. Barry Undertaker. R.I.P. Taker. Love you, but bye. <laughs> or loved you. Because if you just keep coming back and doing this, this is disgraceful. Can you even love Undertaker anymore if he keeps doing this? He comes no, back not and really. wrestles once a year, and the one match always sucks. Like, you cannot be any worse than that. Unless, like, once a year and you can't do it. That is the time to hang it up. Ugh. I mean, it's it's just that time, right? The yearly Undertaker frustration. We just have to get mad that he hasn't retired yet. Because, <laughs> like, you know, looking back on it, if they weren't going to give that win to Bray Wyatt to clean up the slops, like, he should have just retired after Brock beat him, right? Mm-hmm. Because nothing after that has meant anything. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, are there what else did you what did you else did you like or did not like from this Raw twenty five? Any important points for you? Uh I like Stone Cold coming out. Uh I thought that was a nice segment. Uh I loved the amount of uh legends we got. I just thought they were not used correctly. Mm-hmm. What did you think of, like, because, like, one of the few things I did like as far as the way they use the Legends was I, I liked the APA poker game. Oh, I, I thought that was, that was hilarious. Like, DiBiase winning it all and, like, them fucking over Slater and a couple, and like... cheating. And cheating and stuff like that. Really weird to just have Jeff Hardy's return just be in the middle of that, though. That was, like, that was my problem with it, was just, like, he had nothing, like... Yeah. But then, yeah, there's a lot of other really weird... Use the legends like Jericho coming back just to do the thing with Elias. Uh, I actually enjoyed that. Like I did, but I don't. Know, I just felt like with with Jericho being in New Japan doing the thing that he is, I felt like it should have been a bigger deal if he was going to be there. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it's better that it wasn't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What did you think of um? Let's see, Balor Club. Coming out with uh, DX. What did you think of that? Uh, I enjoyed that. Because I thought it was going to be a fight. And I was like, oh no. But then when they just came out and all too sweeted, I thought that was great. And I also thought they really put over Balor with that. Because mm-hmm. he was the one that... Uh, so unfortunately for the Revival, they got beat up by the Legends. Which I don't think... Uh, I don't think it was too bad. We can we can come back to that. But uh, just to say, so like all the legends hitting their finishers on the revival, uh, Balor got to be the last one, or one of the more prominent ones, I'll say. Yeah, I think because they've done this type of segment before, and this one I think didn't make the revival look nearly as bad. No, it was they had a good match, and then he started the fight. Right, it wasn't just he happened to be at the wrong place, wrong time. So right, yeah. So there's that aspect too. And I liked, um, there was a Fallout video where they did, and the Revival really, like, played this up very well, saying that it's like, look, it took, I think it was, like, nine guys or something like that. It was, like, nine guys to take out us two. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's how many it takes. You know, if you take any two of those guys against us, and they would have had no chance. So I was like, all right, that's a good way to spin it. So you're not just, like, a bitch. Because <laughs> that's the problem with those things. It's like, when they do them wrong, they just make that person look like a bitch, which... If you use it for the right person, that makes sense. Like, when you do it to a jobber guy, like a James Ellsworth or Heath Slater or Santino, that's the type of guy, or Kurt Hawkins, it's supposed to happen to guys like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ooh. Um, speaking of things that are supposed to happen, I just remembered something I wrote down here, and I want to run this by you. Because I think we've got only a few other things to talk about before we get into predictions for the big weekend here. Um, but something that I think is going to be coming on the horizon in general with Cedric Alexander 
they keep talking about this age of Alexander as like a tagline. Mm-hmm. And with his increasing association with gold dust, I think there could be some real possibility to like shade Cedric into like a really cocky heel. Like keep keep like he doesn't cheat in matches or anything like that. He's just like so like it'd be basically like Neville, but instead of being like grungy and dirty, he's like completely celebrated, having a lot of like you know he would have the gold of the belt, he would have gold dust like constantly like maybe even following around with the camera or doing other things to prop him up and talk about how like this is the age of Alexander, like worshiping Cedric Alexander, and he's there with like you know he can bling himself up a little bit, maybe get some like ridiculous sunglasses and shit like that. Maybe even get Alicia Fox mm-hmm. back. Like, do some other things like that just to kind of make himself like this emperor of the cruiserweights. Oh, that could work. Because I feel like that would... Like, he showed a little bit more personality this week in his match with Mustafa Ali. And there is there is a real great cockiness to his character that that can be brought out, I think. Like there yeah, were a spots, and I think that oh, go ahead. it would give him a little more depth. I think I would like it. Yeah, because I think he he and I think Mustafa Ali are unfortunately in the same position right now where their character is basically just like the I'm a babyface cruiserweight. And that is pretty one-dimensional. And it's not very interesting. <laughs> but if if he could do this, I think this would give him a little more. So. Yeah, that would work. I'd like to see it. I think they could do it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think like who else are they going to be going with the cruiserweight division now too? I don't know. Neville could come back. That'd be great. Drew Gulak's got some steam. They could do some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, something I wanted to get. Uh, I don't know if you caught this. This is a really tiny line to uh, jump over to ROH for you. There was a line in the promo where Daniels was talking to uh, Shane Taylor, and they were giving him the check. <laughs> and they're paying him. <laughs> yeah, and he was saying about, like, this check better clear it all that. <laughs> and he told him, don't worry, I'm not TNA. My check's clear. Oh, my God, I missed that. It, it was like, as he was walking out, it was the last line. And I couldn't believe it that that made TV. Like, that was amazing. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not TNA. <laughs> I'm not TNA, my check's clear. Like it between that and then Chucky e. T getting hit right in the head and like dying from the streamer, I can't <laughs> like those are my two favorite element or two favorite moments from this episode. <laughs> There's some other good stuff too, like uh what did you think of uh Matt Taven's Probo against Cody because I thought that was actually pretty decent. I thought it raised him up a bit, right? Yeah, I thought it was because he not only did he deliver it well, but the promo actually made a lot of sense because it really did call out Cody for something that's true that he's pretty entitled, you know, being the son of Dusty Rhodes and having the contract in WWE mm-hmm. and his career that was there, like just kind of handed to him. But then, it, and I guess you know. I don't know as much of the full history, but it seems like it's kind of true that like he's probably been passed over a lot of opportunities for other guys that have come in. So he's got that frustration going. Yeah. But then Cody's able to counter it with that. It's like, Hey, you know what? Maybe some shit was handed to me, but I've kind of earned everything that was handed to me. Yeah. In a way, he, he has, um, maybe not at first of the WWE, but he definitely came through towards the end. Yeah, I think that he's right. It's like all a lot of the opportunities that were handed to him. Like I think he stepped up most of the times. Mm-hmm. Like definitely higher percentage of time than say Reigns. Well, but I mean that's I don't know. We we've gone so many times with Reigns, but oh, hey, except WWE didn't go this time with Reigns on the 25th anniversary of Raw. That's true. You know what? I'm fucking surprised. Miz beat him pretty fucking clean. Yeah. Oh, and how great. Uh, I forgot to bring that one up. That was a great end to that match. Yeah, fucking spiking him into the turnbuckle. Like the and, middle one. And had no idea that that turnbuckle was exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that worked. I liked it. I also like, speaking of fucking finishing the matches... 
Uh, apparently, it takes Sami Zayn turning heel for him to fucking getting a, finally get a pin on a blue thunderbomb. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know when you just fucking wonder why a move has a name when it's never pinned anybody? Because <laughs> like he and then. Now, now he it makes sense. And now he's finally gotten a pin with the blue thunderbomb. Because like I always thought that was a really cool move. I thought it was a cool name, but like I never knew why it was ever a big deal because he literally never pinned anybody with it ever. <laughs> it was always just a like a transition signature move, and a near fall. Mm-hmm. That just I don't know. We've talked about this before. I think it's frustrating that people have only one finisher. I feel like everybody should have at least two or three. Yeah. Or just that in general, more matches could end in non-finishers. But. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is one of the problems we have right now, right? Right, because well, it, it damages your psychology of your match. Because if every single match ends with a finisher, then you know to not be worried until a finisher comes. Right? Because like a near fall isn't really a near fall. It's just a, oh, you're teasing us. We know. Right? Like, am I wrong? No, you're right. So, I don't know. I think that's... it's. But at the same time, like, I get them being very finisher-heavy because then people respond to finishers because they've been conditioned. Like, they know that something is going to happen. Like, either this is the, ma- the end of the match or something big has to happen to make this not be the end of the match. Yeah. So, I get it. But, I don't know. I'm overall against it. I think they're too reliant on it. I think that's fair. Because even though it, it may pop you a little bit more at the end of a match, like it, it constantly kills the psychology throughout the match. Because, yeah, like why would I ever be worried unless it's a finisher? Like Constantly when I'm watching matches, especially if it's like a longer main event match in WWE, like I'll fucking go up and get a drink. I'll go fucking take a shit. I'll go do something else because I know it's like, oh, well, they're not going to hit their finisher for another like 10 minutes, so... Like, well, I, I know the match isn't ending soon, so right. Like, <laughs> there's zero percent chance that this is going to end for a while. I don't know. It kills it for me. But all right, even though that kills that for me, something I am excited for. Uh, let's get into some fucking predictions for this weekend because I think this is going to be a fucking excellent weekend of wrestling. Yes, it shall be. The Royal Rumble always is. But we start off with an NXT takeover coming from the city of my heart, Philadelphia. Ooh, Philly. All right, so we start off with uh, Cassius Ono versus the Velveteen Dream in a straight-up singles match. Hmm. I feel like it's Velveteen Dreams, right? It's his time to get a singles win. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Cassius can go in and out of wins and losses. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's. I don't think he's really even gotten a big win on an NXT pay-per-view because he's, he's pretty much just been putting guys over for the most part. Probably. And, uh, I, you know what, I think, too, this, this could be a response to, because this was put together really recently, right? Like, they just released this match? Yeah, Triple H, I think, announced it on the conference call, which was, like, yesterday. So maybe maybe this could be kind of like a almost like a reward for Velveteen Dream for like doing really well last time with Aleister Black and then him having I think a hell of a match this week uh, on NXT with Johnny Gargano too like he did a good job again. Oh Gargano and him killed it. So maybe this is kind of like a hey you know what you've been doing really really well Dream let's put together you a match to win. So I think yeah I mean I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them right. So you're going a uh, Dream as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with this dream on this one just because I don't see an upside to Cassius winning, so that's why I don't see it as... Right. Unless they were going to turn this into like a longer feud. But even then, I think you could still do it with Dream winning. So, yeah. Dream should win. Okay, so then we go on to Seth Rollins and... I'm sorry, now that's the Royal Rumble list. My bad. Returning to NXT. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> I have too many too many screens going on right now. Uh, the Undisputed Era of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championship. 
I think Undisputed retains here and kind of uh, cements themselves as a reigning champion. I think so, too. I think that makes sense. Because they had the rematch with Sanity, correct? Yes. Right. All right. So like then the they... week after, like they won the championship, and then I think it was like the week later, or maybe two weeks later that they. Yeah, you're right. It was really quick. Yeah, so they can do that. They can, uh, I think, retain here against AOP. You're right. So it's kind of like ends that last era of tag team guys, and then now undisputed era is the top, and then you've got like TM61 coming back. You've got heavy machinery. You've got like these other tag teams that are there. I think it's time for AOP to move on. Yeah, and I think they may might make their main roster debut soon. I think maybe in the Rumble, possibly. Um, Yeah, that could be. Or the night after or something like that. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely sooner rather than later, for sure. Because it's been interesting, and in recent history, the night after the Rumble actually has kind of turned into like a mini night after the WrestleMania uh, night. Maybe they're going to be kind of turning that into like after every one of the big pay-per-views. It's kind of like those Raw and SmackDown right after is going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I think you could easily uh, mm-hmm. debut those guys uh, on those nights. Right, because uh, you don't want to sacrifice two Rumble spots. Yeah, I think you could easily just mm-hmm. debut them on the Raw or SmackDown after and they'd be fine. Uh, then we have Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. This is a tough one for me. Yeah, this it is tough, but I'm gonna say Baszler. I think Baszler gets this one. Has how? When did Ember win this? She just won it at the last takeover. Oh, like it's it's gonna be a short reign. But Baszler's the type of character. I think that it. I think that the way you that they've been booking her so it. far, like she's just a monster. She's coming in. She's gonna be an unstoppable force, and I think they're gonna keep her undefeated all the way up until. At the very least, up until the next pay-per-view, or the next NXT special, where I think they're probably going to do a rematch of the uh, Mae Young Classic Finals. Have Baszler as the champion with Kyrie Sane challenging. Yeah, I like that. So I think I'm going to go with Baszler as well. Alright, we're, we're samesies so far. That's alright. I love it when it comes down to like one or two fucking random matches. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be like the Rumble winner, right? <laughs> it, it might be. It might come down to that. That's exciting, though. Uh, all right, what do we have after that? Uh, we have Aleister Black versus Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. Whew. This one is actually really hard to pick. Because Cole has the advantage of the uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah. Hmm. I think Aleister might take it, though. I do too, and actually, you know what? I, I think I can tell you why. Because Cole will have the advantage of the Undisputed Era, but I'm thinking this match will happen after the tag team match, so then yeah. AOP can come back for some revenge after losing mm. and take out Fish and O'Reilly, so that then it's back down to a one-on-one, and then Black can get the advantage again and then win. That would be fair, or he's just badass enough to take down all three guys. <laughs> or that. <laughs> or that. But I don't know. I, I think if you do too much of that, here, here's actually my problem. Because like I think that Cole definitely needs to lose this match. But I think he needs to look damn good in losing this match. Because I still feel like Adam Cole's really not had his coming out party in NXT. Like He still hasn't really had that singles match yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think this is where he's got to do it. But he has to do it in fucking losing. Which is crazy. <laughs> but then again, I mean... Alistair Black just made the shit out of Velveteen Dream in the last special, so... True. You know, maybe he can do it again. We'll see, and just to uh, make it interesting, I think I'm going to switch. I'm going to make it Adam Cole is my pick now. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Adam Cole, baby? (laughs) I would just switch all my picks just to hear you go, ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, I should do that's my new strategy to become champion. I just say ooh and make you change your pick. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> and you're like disappointed in it. Like yeah, ooh. ooh. 
Oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> All right, and then we have our main event, Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano. I have been gung-ho as fuck behind Gargano this entire build. But Damn it, I was going to try to make a joke about, like, are Gun- you Gargano? Gar- Damn it, like, I don't think it's there. Gargano? Yeah, gung-ho for Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gar-hung for Garhano. Or <laughs> gung-hano. Uh, yeah, I've been, I, like, was singing his praises, I think, every goddamn week, saying he's going to be winning this, right? Yeah, he his build-up has been fantastic. Yep, but... He touched the belt, and he got the <laughs> upper hand on Almas on this last show after beating it, up Velveteen like, Dream. It's like Finding Nemo. He touched the boat. Dude, it, <laughs> the butt. this is the death knell. He gave away the image. You're not supposed to see him raise the belt victoriously until he's won the thing. This is like the most, uh, like, there couldn't be a clearer telegraphing that he is not winning the damn belt. Almas is, it, is retaining. It, it, it's like when you know that the uh, the black guy in the movie is going to die first. Yeah, it's like, oh man, that black guy made a joke. He shouldn't have done that. Doesn't he know he's in a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor, poor Gargano. God damn it. He was going to win this belt until he touched it. <laughs> that stupid man. That stupid, stupid man. Uh, yeah, uh, almost is retaining because I assume Champ is going to kill him. Like he's going to come back and kill Gargano. At the end of the yeah, match. I think that's what this has been a build up to. I think because uh, I think it's right around the time when Champa should be returning. So I think it's been a nice build of, oh, Gargano has a shot at the title against Almas. We're forgetting about Champa. Bam, he comes out and surprises everybody. Yep. And then you know what? You could have those two have their like blow off like a really hardcore match or something at the WrestleMania weekend NXT. Yeah. And it doesn't have and to be then, for the title. Nope. And I think it can make both of them man that because that's gargano's made now and then and a huge feud with champa will be amazing yep they really nailed the psycho character gimmick or psycho killer come in and just fuck up gargano oh geez and mm-hmm. you know what especially because they just signed candace LeRae, so she can be in the audience and she can be there seeing champa kill gargano yes like, and they have they've acknowledged on wwe programming that they are married so Mm-hmm. They have that connection. Yep. All right, so we got NXT in the bag there. Let's move on to the Rumble. The big one. The big we, one. We've got uh, six matches on this card. Uh, we're starting off with the Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Two out of three falls match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Hmm. I think Shelton and Gable get it. You think so? I think so. I think, I think they the, might too. I think the Usos have had a nice run. I don't think a loss is going to kill them. Um, I just think Gable and Benjamin have been built up well enough that you could have them win this. I mean, you could, but then, but then again, that goes against WWE booking philosophy because Chad Gable just beat... Uh, he just got the clean pinfall this week, so he's got to lose, right? But there's multiple pinfalls in this match, so... That's true. But... I, <laughs> I don't know, I, I think it's the Usos, though, because I think... Because if they switch it over to American Beta, then... <laughs> <laughs> Either that means that American Beta are going to be the champions going into WrestleMania, or... They're going to have to switch it back to somebody more prominent before WrestleMania. And I feel like they're going to want to have the Usos be the champions going into WrestleMania again. Like, either them or maybe New Day again. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it makes sense to keep it on the Usos for now because you could do... Because the other thing I'm thinking is, where, where are they going to go with Sammy and Kevin after this? Because I do not think that they're really going to be in the main title picture anymore. And I think we could see them maybe go after the tag titles... Maybe at WrestleMania, could have like Cami versus the Usos. <laughs> so I'm gonna differ from you, and I'm gonna say the Usos retain. <gasps> so you're going with American Beta. Yep. 
Alright. Oh man, we've got two matches different now. It's an exciting weekend already. Alright. Next up is for the Raw Tag Team Championship. We have Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Hmm. This is so fucking hard. I think uh I think there's gonna be some miscommunication between Rollins and Jordan leading to Cesaro and Sheamus reclaiming their Raw Tag Team gold. I agree. Because I think they could drag this out a little bit longer, but they they really don't need to. They really shouldn't. And, uh, yeah. I think it's time just to put it back on the bar and move on from the storyline. Because also, I I think I might have pitched this to you last week, which tragically got lost in my computer. Um... Not saving things correctly. Yeah, me technology sucks, people. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think it would be an interesting idea if because if the bar gets it back, and then Rollins and Jordan both want to rematch for the titles, but if Rollins is like "fuck you," I don't want you as my tag team partner anymore. So then he, you know, could like go with Reigns, for example. But then Jordan would have to go find somebody new, and maybe Kurt Angle returns to the ring as his tag team partner. So there you go. We can get all sorts of intrigue. But yeah, it goes, starts with the bar getting the titles back. I agree. Uh, handicap match for the WWE Championship. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. There's a little part of me that thinks they would want to do it just to have co-champions for the first time with the Owens and Zayn. But I'm pretty sure AJ wins this one. That's that's exactly the reason why I think they're never going to do it. I don't think WWE wants... I don't think Vince wants co-champions. He's like, that's why I made those pussy tag belts. That's co-champions. <laughs> I don't give a shit about those. Yeah, I don't give a shit about those. <laughs> so, uh, you going with Styles, too? Yep. Yeah, Styles retains. Uh, I guess we're going to have another miscommunication spot, I would assume. You're that, or this could be definitely like a Shane interferes and just fucks them over sort of thing. Like I could see that. That's very possible too. Uh, all right, let's see what's next. And then we have the Universal Championship match: Triple Threat, Brett Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going with uh, Lesnar retaining here. I think he's going to pin Kane. I think the same thing. Though, I think we might get some hinting towards uh, Heyman in the future teaming up with Strowman. Like, you could start to see the first inklings of that here? We, I think we kind of saw it with, uh, like I said, when Strowman attacked Lesnar at one point, and Lesnar said, asked Heyman something, and Heyman was like, I didn't even see him. Uh, and is making it out almost like it's like a guilty person being like, how could you even think that I could do it kind of a reaction? So I think they're starting to hint towards that. Um, so I think we might see some more hintings of that here. Mm, I could see that. And, you know, it could make sense, too, from his character's perspective, too. Like, if he's just trying to scout out and see, like, hey, you know, who amongst them is really the strongest guy? Because... He's and that's it's always been his character, right? He's always gone for the newer, better model, right? See, actually, that'd be really great because that could be the storyline going out of WrestleMania. Like, you know, after if Strowman beats Lesnar, then mm-hmm. you know afterwards, then Heyman can turn on him, and then Lesnar could be written out. Strowman's got a mouthpiece, bada bing, bada boom. The realest guy isn't in the room anymore. Oh. <laughs> Poor Enzo. You fucked it up. Alright, now we have our Women's Royal Rumble match. Man, he fucked um, up being in the one promotion where you can just talk all your way to the top and get titles. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to do that anywhere else. Nope. Uh, Impact Wrestling, maybe. Uh, well, but being at the top of that is just being at the top of a pile of trash. Yeah, well, it's going to be his only option. <laughs> Fair enough. He's, uh, he's not getting jobs at Ring of Honor or PWG or any of those places. No. Or uh, New Japan. So. Nope. 
All right, so for the Women's Royal Rumble match, we have 18 of 30 entrants announced. Yeah. On the SmackDown side, we have Naomi, Ruby uh, Riot. Don't even don't even read off those fuckers. You don't they're you all, don't want SmackDown at all? They're all fodder for Ronda Rousey. Ronda oh, Rousey, you're going with Ronda? She is winning this thing. I've been saying it since the beginning. She's winning it. No question. I'm going with a slightly darker horse that I've said from the beginning. I don't know why. Was that? (laughs) Is that a black joke? Are you about to pick Naomi? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. Uh, Becky Lynch. Ooh, Becky Lynch. Because, and I'm going with this way. Uh, So WWE loves to swerve, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody... Uh, is picking uh, Asuka. Yeah. And except for, I think, that there is that small portion like yourself that's going, yes, Ronda Rousey isn't um, uh, de- isn't announced yet or anything, and so she would be the surprise and therefore most likely the win, mm-hmm. which I completely get. But I think WWE's in the head going, everybody's picking Asuka, and so I, that's why I'm going with Becky Lynch. I think she's had a nice build to this, and I'm just liking the they're kind of getting behind her again and firing her up again. So, yeah, I you know what? In a way, I kind of hope you're right because if it's not Rousey, I really hope it would be Lynch because she fucking deserves it. Yeah, like she's fucking great. She's got this momentum from coming back. I think you could have a really great match between her and Charlotte mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Like, that'd be a really great one-on-one match. And she's also not the obvious choice because like right. Oscar's the obvious one. Out of the ones who are announced, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, out of who's announced, it's almost like a, if if Asuka doesn't win, then and that's the big deal. Yeah. But, yeah, that'd be fucking amazing. I'd love to see that. And you know what? She hasn't really had a bit. Like, she was the inaugural SmackDown Women's Champion, but that's not nearly as big of a moment. Like, it's not the it same thing. It wasn't that like, big. It's not like yeah. being in the first Hell in a Cell. It's not like, you know, the thing with Sasha and Bailey. It's not uh, mm-hmm. the Money in the Bank match, like. And there's there is precedent that they like doing the dark horse for this this first thing, right? We had Carmella as our first women's Money in the Bank winner. True, but that also made a lot of sense at the time. That's true. But this also makes a lot of sense at the time. So yeah, there you go. So that's a very good case. I'm I going be, with my... I would not be wholly surprised. I think that'd be a good choice. Yeah. And the men's okay. Royal Rumble. In the men's, we have 17 of 30 announced. Uh, hmm. Who do I think is going to win? Shinsuke Nakamura. Stick it with my guns. I'm going to have to go with your guns, too. Uh, <laughs> borrowing my guns? I'm borrowing your guns because I can't think of anyone else who makes sense. Uh, my Cena. picks were... Was that? Cena. No, I don't think in a Philly crowd, no. Because it, it would make sense because of the Cena-Styles match you could set up. I think, uh, I heard this thrown out here, and I like it. I think we continue what happened on Monday's Raw with a feud between Cena and Walk with Elias. Ooh, you build the undercard th- match with Cena and Elias? I think Elias tosses Cena out. Hmm. Of the Rumble. Okay. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's I think it's gotta be Nakamura. That makes sense, right? Like the, the Styles match is the one we all want. They know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, um, do we wanna throw out some surprise participants that we think might show up? Um Let's see. For the women, I would assume they're going to have like Trish and Lita. I think Lita's going to be a, one of the bigger ones because she was not mentioned at all, really, on the 25th anniversary of Raw and wasn't there. So, but Did you hear that whole controversy that like you know, she was on the seat for the event like commemorating it, but she apparently was not invited? Oh, really? Like or she you... said that? or Yeah, that's what she said, but I don't know. Like With the way that people use the twitter and the social media and all that sort of shit like this could even be like oh well, they didn't invite me but then i crashed the royal bumble like it might be all a fucking story 
Or just to throw people off, just so she can be a super surprise for the Rumble, right? Right. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Trish and Lita, I think. Uh, I think we could even go back and see, like, an Alundra Blaze hmm. come out. Um, she has a relationship with the company again, so. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hmm. Or you could see, um, what if they pull out, like, Sarah Del Rey for one match? Like, oh, that's totally possible. NXT, it's like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Be in the Rumble. Yeah. We've done a lot for our women's wrestling. Like, arguably, maybe more than anybody else. For, like, oh my WWE's God. women wrestling, right? Like, when you talk about the women's revolution, she's got to be it, right? No, no, no. It's Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon <laughs> is the one to credit for everything, Joe. <laughs> I was like, who's he going to come out with? And then you're like, like, oh, God. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. Bow down and thank Stephanie McMahon for the very air you breathe. (laughs) My bad for thinking that Sarah Del Rey had any part in it. Such a fool. Um, all right, so how about for the men? I think hmm. being in Philly, I think we're getting some ECW guys. Yeah, that's fair. You could get an ECW person. I think we just had the Dudley boys. Uh, which, did you hear the comment of when uh, Devon was going up to the top rope? And Corey Graves goes, watch out, Heath, he's gained some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I, I missed that one, but that's hilarious. <laughs> Cole lost it. Cole just started laughing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think yeah, you could, you could see like maybe one of the Dudleys or something like that. Um, let's see. Who the fuck else is going to be there? I'm thinking. Because I don't know. Like, I've, I've put together some stuff and I didn't really think about too much about like returning legends. Surprises. Because I figured there, I don't know. I figured there weren't going to be that many. There are just so many goddamn people that they have in this match already. Um, it was only, it's only a little above half, right? We have thirteen spots open right now. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Now, granted, you know what? A lot of those spots are probably going to go to roster people that we we're not thinking of, but yeah, that's true. I think I'm just so attached to my booking. You know what? You should go fucking... It's uh, anybody who's interested. And if you didn't listen to uh, Dear Vince, it's not for you, you bitches. The very first thing I say in the thing is that it's just for Vincent and Kennedy McMahon. Joe, you're the one exception. Yay! <laughs> you can listen to it and I won't be mad. But all you other fuckers who have already listened to it, you are invading the privacy of the conversation between me and Vince. It's a private conversation. It Literally, the first thing that I say in there... Is that this message is for one man and one man only, Vincent Man, Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Like, <laughs> so anybody else who listens past that point, you're invading, you're breaking the law, you're breaking the law. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's pretty much gonna fucking do it for me this week, dude. Wow, we we killed it this week. I know, we're fucking amazing. Yeah, we are, and hopefully this weekend of wrestling will be amazing. Um. I'm going to see a couple shows since it's in my backyard, so I'll update you guys next week on that. And just Maybe to give an t- update and reminder that the Super Smart Brothers Championship is on the line, and it comes down to three matches from this weekend. <laughs> it comes down to the Women's Rumble match, it comes down to the Usos versus American Beta, and it comes down to Aleister Black versus Adam Cole. I like it. Yeah. There's no way it can be a tie. Yep. It'll be decided at the Royal Rumble. Actually, you know what? There is a way it can be a tie. What if Rousey and Lynch both don't win? What if just Austin <laughs> wins the Women's Royal Rumble? <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, let's see. We... One of, and then one of the other matches we pick like, ends in a double countout. And then... Well, that's okay because everything else we've picked the same people. So yeah. that won't affect the points. <laughs> oh, oh you mean man. the or you mean one of the ones where you picked someone uh, different like exactly yeah yeah that. okay gotcha i'm a dumb dumb like <laughs> if usos and american beta somehow doesn't come to a clean decision 
They both get one fall and then the match ends. Ooh, that'd be like a New Japan style way to do it. Is that a two out of three falls? Like they both get a fall and then it's like a double count out or something? Goes to a time limit. Yeah, it goes to a time limit draw. Man, that'd be insane. Anyway, can't spin off into that tangent. <laughs> All right, uh, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, check out our social media, Super Smart Brothers on Facebook, at Smart Brothers on Twitter, and supersmartbrothers at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Go Eagles! <laughs>